Welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. Welcome. Well, today's program is a fascinating one, where the program's all about discipleship. Our topic is Growing Dynamic Disciples. Our guest today is Pastor Tara Vincross. Tara, welcome. Thank you. Now, Growing Dynamic Disciples, of course, Christian Disciples, Tell us a little about your story and why discipleship is so important to you. Well, I could definitely go back further than this, but um, I've recently finished a doctoral program, doctor of ministry program on biblical spirituality and discipleship. And so for the last four years, I've been journeying together with a cohort of other colleagues on really looking at how do we intentionally implement discipleship practices in the local church. And so in my local church, I've been able to look at how can we be intentional about really growing disciples in this context? And it's been really fascinating to be able to see what God's done. Okay, so being intentional mm -hmm. um, and growing disciples, what's, what's it produced as, as you've seen it in a local church? I think that's the first question that I usually get is what is a disciple and what do you mean by discipleship? Because we've heard these words, but what do they mean? Mm -hmm. And when I got together with the membership of, from our local church, I said, how many of you are disciples? People look at me like, do I raise my hand? I'm not sure. I think those are the 12 guys that we read about back in the New Testament. That's certainly not me. And I said, well, if you're, you're, dis if you're following Jesus and you're joining him in the work that he's doing in the world, you're a disciple. That's just the most basic definition of a disciple because Jesus calls us to be with him, to be in relationship with him, and to join him in what he's doing in the world. Yeah. So what I was really looking at in our local church is what we could do intentionally in a, in a discipleship process that would allow people to grow in their devotion to Jesus Christ, their connection with him in relationship, and in living out joining him in his work. It's not that they would go do evangelism or do something for Jesus, but joining him in what he was doing, mm. what he's already at work doing in the world. Now, this is sounding quite a little different to membership as opposed to discipleship. Mm -hmm. how, how would you contrast those two terms or the, the two positions even? I think we sometimes view membership as something that's stagnant. Once mm -hmm. it happens, you know, I'm baptized or I join the church. Um, now I'm a member and, and here I come. I'm here every week. That's all that's asked of me, pay, pay my check. Yeah. Um, but discipleship is something that's lifelong and it's a process. It's something that God is doing in the heart and life and mind of the disciple that grows in them and transforms them throughout their whole journey. So that means that someone who's been in the church for 30 years needs to engage this process as much as someone who joined yesterday. Um, it, there's a, a growth, a process, a journey. Mm, yeah. And we, we see that so clearly in the New Testament, don't we? Mm -hmm. With Yes, there, there were those original disciples, but they, we, we see so clearly their growth, and it was a perpetual and a continual growth. Yes. A growth in understanding, a growth in their experience, a growth in development across the board. Are you seeing that in the, the disciples that you're working with? 
Definitely. Um, we've been doing this now for this intentional engaging in this process of discipleship. This is our third year of going through this journey together. And some people are doing it now for the third time. And for me, getting to witness the growth is really amazing. So what we do is I'll take 12 weeks with a group and we start off with an all day spiritual retreat. Um, I have many different passages of scripture that they look up look at and working in small groups there's a lot of context but then each night um, each week one night per week after that for two hours they gather together as a group it's about 12 people so it's small um, but intentionally focusing on growing their relationship with Jesus Christ and growing their understanding of who they are as a believer and how they're called to live out this mission of Jesus mm -hmm. so those are really the two key factors and I've seen the change um, mm -hmm. witnessed it in people's life right before my eyes. So you're, you're seeing people join with Jesus in his work and in his ministry. One that was the most amazing to me was a longtime member who said, I don't pray with people and I don't do things up front, you know. And he said through this process, he's learned that it's about Jesus and not about him. And he started to pray in, in public. He started to do things he never would have done otherwise because he said, engaging in this way, he said, if I'm a disciple, it's about him, my master, not about me. Mm. And I'm, I'm going to go forward with it. Fantastic. So it really changed his life. Yeah. I've got to tell you, being a pastor is a wonderful role, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You know, involved in this whole aspect and the whole process of, of growing disciples. Are you enjoying it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Is this the most rewarding thing that you find that you're doing? It is. Um, seeing people connect and grow in their relationship with Jesus and then being fulfilled in what they've uniquely been placed here on earth to do is the most fulfilling thing to witness. Sometimes we can think that after someone's baptized or they join the church, then they're done. Um, but, but there's a lot of growth ahead. There's a lot of deepening in their prayer life, in their devotional reading of scripture, uh, in their connection with other believers. And so to get to intentionally walk through that process with people, it, it, it's a transformation yeah. that takes place. And a complete life transformation, isn't it? Because it's, it's not just improving a person's spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. that, that whole experience transforms their total life. Yes, absolutely. You, you know, I've, I've seen it myself, how, how people's confidence not only their confidence in, in Christ, their confidence in salvation is improved and enhanced, but their whole life becomes a more confident experience, living life with hope and in hope. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's challenging to, to think that we could be doing other things as a church because it's the primary task Jesus gave us. He said, make disciples, yet it seems to fall to the bottom of the list when it comes to the role of the pastor. But for me, it's one of the most rewarding so when I'm intentionally engaging and discipling people, it's, it's somehow this breath of fresh air because it's what I'm called to do and, yeah. and teaching others how to disciple. And in a sense, if, and I don't want to be critical, but in a sense, if we're aiming just at membership, we're, we're really missing it because yes. the, the, the biblical imperative is to go and make, not members, but <laughs> disciples. disciples. Yes. Yeah, and that was the imperative that Jesus gave us. Yeah. But how much of what we do is really about what he told us to do. So yeah. it's a challenge to me because uh, everything gets to crowd um, that one primary role. Um, it, it's challenging. Exactly. Yeah. 
Well, growing dynamic disciples, that's the topic of today's program on Ministry in Motion. We'll be right back with more. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is Growing Dynamic Disciples. Our guest is Pastor Tara Vincross. Tara, we, we live in a world which is just prides itself on the instantaneous, whether we're communicating by email, text, or any form of communication, our cooking, mm -hmm. we have microwaves and it's, it's very speedy, our travel, we, we expect it to be quick and efficient. Is there sort of something that comes across into discipleship which can lead people to expect that there may be shortcuts in discipleship? Well, what I found out through this process is that I myself was looking for that shortcut. You know, you're looking for the magic bullet or some kind of rapid tool that would allow my members to grow in Christ-likeness and to grow my church numerically. So I found that even in my, in my prayer life and sitting there with God, I realized that this isn't just other people looking for the, the rush, but me, I was looking for that too. Um, yes, I want transformation in their lives, mm -hmm. but I want it speedy. I want it rushed. Let's just get to the results. <laughs> Let's just do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what I, what I have been learning from God through this process is that you can't rush change, that change will happen that Philippians 1, 6, that he who began the good work will carry it to completion in their lives. Um, he does promise to do that, but it, it's not often on our time frame. Yeah. And so what God has really been growing me in the process of, of this discipleship journey is to create the space to facilitate the Holy Spirit working in people's lives. So uh, this, this journey is really about me saying, God, I know I can't produce life transformation. I, I want people to be changed. You know, yeah. sometimes if someone's been a member for years, it's like, oh, and you treated someone like that. We expect things to be different. Mm. Um, but if there's not an intentional time with God, how is that change going to take place? So it's really, I've, I've sensed God leading me to my role in this process being to create the space for people to encounter and experience God and God produces the change, but there's no shortcut to it. There's not like, ah, we can form disciples quickly. Exactly. You know, I think you're onto something because even in the New Testament, when we consider the, the dramatic transformation of Saul, mm -hmm. who became the Apostle Paul on the, the road to Damascus, the, the conversion was rather dramatic in, yes. in a case of minutes or hours. But... The, the growth into discipleship took some period, even for, the, for somebody like Paul, and his immersion in the, the disciplines of discipleship. So you are right. It, it does take some time. Yeah. yeah, we just read that story, and then we think he jumps immediately to being the apostle to the Gentiles. But if you catch those key phrases of, then I was there for years in Arabia, and then I went on to Jerusalem, you see these details in which... He's spending years under, under Jesus' transformation process. Yeah, exactly. And that really leads us to our next point, because for the Apostle Paul, as for all Christian disciples, there needs to be one character that's first. Isn't that right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 
Jesus must be kept the center of the discipleship process. Yeah. And I think that's hard for us because uh, as pastors, we feel, I feel, and I think some of us might relate, a certain sense of obligation or responsibility towards that transformation process. And if I forget my limitations where, where my job ends and where God's begins, mm-hmm. uh, I'm in danger. Because if, if I am leading that person to have Jesus not only as their Savior, but the Lord of their life, He is going to take care of the transformation process to bring their life in conformity with His principles, to grow in them that desire to love God with all their hearts and to love people with all of their hearts. He does that transformation. And I think uh, oftentimes we get the pressure to start to do the transformation in someone's life or, or shape them up a little bit in other areas. But if Jesus is kept center, what I've seen is that he brings the conviction mm. that he brings them to that point where in, in a much more beautiful and powerful way than I could have. Sometimes he uses me to speak it directly, but oftentimes um, just by uh, holding up Jesus as the Lord of their life, um, he really brings about that, that change. Let me ask you a tough fundamental question. How do you focus those disciples on Jesus? How, how do you do it? Well, what I found, back to that story of, you know, how many people claim to be disciples or not, mm-hmm. they didn't know what to, to do with that. Yeah. started calling them disciples of Jesus. And what I discovered is that oftentimes, though someone was a member of the church, they didn't necessarily have anyone who taught them how to follow Jesus. And so they were eager and ready to learn how to uh, put their life around him as Lord. So even things of learning how to pray, longtime church members, you know, no one's ever talked to me about what prayer actually looks like in a practical sense. How do we pray? How do you read the scriptures? Mm -hmm. How do you allow God to speak to you through those words of scripture? How do we spend time in praise to God? How do I actually share openly with another Christian believer and, and trust them to journey with me in this, in this Christian walk? Uh, these were things that there's a, there's a teaching and then there's experience it. Now I want you to practice this. Mm. And that really helped um, these disciples in my church to be able to orient their life around following Jesus. Yeah. That's our calling, to follow him and to join him in what he's doing. That's a great insight because many Christians are aware of the expectations that some have placed upon them in Christianity. For instance, the idea of praying all night, they're aware of it. But how do you actually do that? What what does it look like? What do you do for a whole night in prayer? Uh, How do you keep it alive and vital? This this is what I sense a lot of Christians struggle with. Mm Mm-hmm. And even the doubts and questions Christians have, uh, a lot of people don't know what to do with those. But if you're leading them in an experience with God, um, God can, can handle those doubts and questions and things that people face. Yeah, yeah. So from what I'm hearing, Tara, is that, yes, we, we are focusing upon Jesus Christ, but we're also focusing upon people mm-hmm. rather than what might just amount on a page or what can be counted mm-hmm. or what might some people might call results. Right. So I want to come back and we'll be right back after this break where we explore how discipleship 
is actually focusing upon people and how we do that. Join us. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is Growing Dynamic Disciples and our guest is Pastor Tara Vincross. Tara, we were just talking before about the importance of when we're growing disciples and making disciples as, as Jesus encouraged us and commanded us to do, mm -hmm. the focus essentially needs to be on the people and on Christ. Mm -hmm. let's, let's just focus for a minute on focusing on people. How do you do that? Well, you know the demands of a pastor are great. There's a lot of things that pull us in different directions. And so carving out time to really be with people in this discipleship journey is actually harder than it seems mm -hmm. that it would be. Yeah. Um, but really structuring for us, it's been a 12-week process where every week for those two hours on that one day a week, I'm with people and leading them in what it looks like to follow Jesus. So we've got basically these, these two areas we really focus on is the devotional habits. What does a disciple's life look like? How do we intentionally connect with Jesus? What does it look like every day? And you know, you can't really qualify that, that joy and that delight that mm. one of our discipleship participants, when they realized how they could connect with Jesus in all different ways, how they could reach out to God in these different ways that they do with their friends and other people, their, their depth with him just grew tremendously. And it was amazing, amazing really to witness. Then the other side we really focus on is joining Jesus and what he's doing in the world. You know, we don't go do something for God we actually join him with what he's already doing because he's at work. He loves this world. So I'm, I'm really teaching people to look at their spiritual gifts to see how they've been put together and what God wants them to do as a result of that. Mm. My favorite story of that was two discipleship par class participants. We had just finished the discipleship journey and they were at this church event and the person who was supposed to do the welcome and the prayer and connect with the guests didn't show up. Oh, wow. So they've got this group of volunteers. Someone's supposed to have prayer with them too. And they have this event that's happening. And these two discipleship class participants who would normally have never done that. But they said through this, they realized this is about God and not about them. And one of them prayed with the volunteers and the other did the welcome and the prayer. And they came to me. They said, you know what we did? We elbowed each other and said, remember discipleship class. We're disciples of Jesus. It's not about us but about him. And they looked at each other and they said, let's do it. So I, I, I love that. I think how, how much more daring our church members might be if they view themselves as disciples of Jesus. It's not about me, it's about him. Mm -hmm. Let me follow him. There's a boldness there, isn't there? There is. You know, which once again, we see uh, leaping out of the pages of the New Testament where, where those apostles and disciples were, were emboldened and, and we're seeing it in your disciples as well. This is fantastic, Tara. It's fun yeah. to witness and it's yeah. a slow process of change. But throughout that journey, they were led to see who it was really about. Yeah. And I think we all need that. Exactly. Yeah. Now, I, I imagine when you're working with new disciples, some of the changes can look small. Mm -hmm. Talk us through that and the importance of small changes. Definitely. In the discipleship journey, I have people that just accepted 
Christ and were baptized, and then others who've been church members for 40 years, some of them. You know, so there's a wide range of people. Um, but as a pastor, it's really easy to think through the big vision, through the big process and the results that we can see. Um, because, you know, we have the statistics at the end of the year and we have baptisms and how much giving was and all of these things. And on those forms or on those reports, no one ever asks how many believers grew the next step in their in their relationship with Jesus or or how many people did something they would have never done before because they were a disciple. They they did something new. So as pastors, we're invited to think small in order to see big change. Um, I'm sitting there in a room with 12 people. That's how big our discipleship class is. Now, we have um, one church is a 200-member church, and we have a, a church plant. But this, this church, this is a small group representing our church. It's a, it, it seems small, um, but the ripple effect from watching the change in those individuals' lives um, is, is tremendous. It's, it's a process. And it looks small at first, um, but you can't sit in the presence of God without being changed, as one exactly. of my dear friends and professors said. So as these members sit in the presence of God and experience the transformation power of the Holy Spirit, put that into practice, the ripple effect throughout the congregation is significant. Mm. But we have to be willing to sit with uh, a smaller, what looks small, like Jesus did. Exactly. He sat with a smaller group of people, but he invested more deeply with those, those individuals in order to see a larger change. Yeah. And that's hard for me. Uh, that's hard for me to do, but it's been very rewarding to be able to watch this, this when people really get it. Yeah. Oh, this is what it's about. Yeah. And it's so tempting in ministry, isn't it? Because we can often think that the crowds are an indicator of effectiveness. Yes. Uh, but this is a case where smaller is often better. And, and working with smaller numbers, small steps, but huge results when you have people becoming not just disciples, but disciple makers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and in a sense, sometimes, you know, if you're in a larger context, you know, or even me looking out at the 210 members that we have, I can't do this for everybody, so should I just not do it? No, I need to do for these, these few and let the ripple effect spread. I'm still ministering to the whole and I'm still doing other things, but starting with doing for these individuals what I'd like to see everybody experience and slowly that spreads so that the ripple effect happens where people are experiencing this life transformation of God. Fantastic. We've just got a few seconds left. I was just wondering, is, is there a, a story you'd love to share about somebody who has discovered discipleship in a, a new and transformational way and it's just completely revolutionized their whole life? Oh, there's a lot of those stories that I could tell. But one of them, a church member, a longtime church member um, who'd been going through uh, just they've they've been through everything, you know, the highs and lows of the church, the times when there's conflict or the times when there's challenge. They've been through all of it, um, but where they where they have hit with this process of realizing they're a disciple and following Jesus um, came with tears in their eyes and said, you know, I don't know that I actually ever got this love of God for me, and um, that witnessing that witnessing someone truly get it and they're the 
they're the most amazing person in sharing. They're, reti they're reti almost retired now, but in how they share their faith, it looks totally different because they've gotten the love of God for themselves, and it's powerful. It's a wonderful story. Thanks so much, Tara. We'd love you to be a part of this whole discipleship and growing dynamic disciples. This is something that each and every Christian can enjoy. I'd like to encourage you, get in touch with your local church. If you're a pastor, delve into this experience yourself with your members as well. Join us next time where we'll have more of Ministry in Motion.